All right, hey, welcome Vikings fans. We are in another episode of The School Hop. Hello. Austin's here with me. We're just a couple of dudes from Iowa. We love the Vikings and we love beer. We do. We very much do. You brought the beers today, my friend. Yeah, it was my turn today. What do we got? This beer, uh, it's the first time I've ever had it and I enjoy it a lot. It's from Confluence, which I believe is a Des Moines area brewery. It is. Um, I've had a few of their beers before and I've never been disappointed by them. I've been to their brewery. It's pretty pretty nice. You should go. Uh, but this one is the Extinction Event. It's a New England style IPA, uh, and it's it's not disappointing. It's kind of a lighter flavor, almost like a springtime IPA. But yeah, I like it's it. it's flavorful. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of stuff going on, but it's good. I yeah. like it. I, like I enjoy it. it a lot. Hopefully, it does us good throughout the episode. Well, do we really want to talk about this? I mean, Evan, I think we have to. I know. It's it's gonna be hard though. You're you're not gonna win them all. It's true, but we do have to talk about the loss to the Bucks, twenty to seventeen, week one. It's been a while since we've done one of these too, so yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's just happened between episodes. That's that, true. I mean, I think the last time we recorded, there was still some concerns about T.J. Hawkinson mm-hmm. and his. I'm really glad his ear infection and lower back stiffness. <laughs> Uh, that all cleared up real quick. Once Before that ink was dry, I'm sure he was feeling yep. so much better. Yep. Uh, but good for him, honestly. I'm glad he's a Viking. Glad he'll be here for a long time. But now there's a lot of noise around JJ and his contract. Yeah, I was uh, a little disappointed as a fan that they didn't get it done, just because that always leaves the door open for craziness. Um, but I don't think we should be worried about that at this point. I'm not either. He's under contract for the next two seasons. Well, this one and all of next year. And next year's his fifth year option where he'll actually start making like requisite money, mm-hmm. even if they don't sign him to a long-term deal before that. Um, I think it'll get done. Uh, however, if it doesn't, it will add to a very short list of concerns that I have about Quasi and how he's running things. But he knows more than me. So, uh, it, again, even with Quasi, I don't think we're at be concerned about him yet. But, I mean... The proof will be in the pudding, for absolutely. sure. It'll absolutely. Be, it'll be there. But we got to talk about this game. We're, uh, we're, we've avoided it too long. We're avoiding it. <laughs> but it was, it was a tough one for the Vikings. It, it looked okay at first. Um, our offense seemed to click, and Jordan Addison had that nice oh, that touchdown. Was that was so much fun. That was awesome. That was fun to and see. Kind of unexpected because you, you we're just used to seeing Justin Jefferson take those huge touchdown scores. Yeah, and to have a new face. Yeah, and honestly, if if you go back to previous years, um, a lot of Adam Thielen's touchdowns were like almost like, oh, like out of nowhere, like, mm-hmm. oh, that was such a cool, exciting play, not routine stuff. Yeah. And I would kind of put that Addison touchdown in a similar era of types of plays. Like, oh, agree. that was out of nowhere, was like 30-yard touchdown. Do you remember, was he in the slot or was he out wide? I'd I have know to watch was, it again. He was coming from the left side. Yeah, it, w- it was to <clears> Kirk's <throat> left. Um, I do know whatever defender he ran by, Something went wrong on the defense there because he just ran by that defense. Yeah, he was wide open. And yeah, it was it was a fun play. It, yeah. Obviously one of the highlights of the game. One of the biggest ones, yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um 
there's been a lot of talk in the you know days after the game that Baker Mayfield cracked the code on the Vikings defense. Yeah. What credence do you give to that? Well, I mean, obviously, I don't I don't really know what he was looking at or what he saw, but. I mean, if you really think that you know, hey, whenever they make this call, they're in zone or they're in man-to-man or it's a fake blitz. or If you think you know what's happening and it's enough that it gives you the confidence, then that's good for you. <clears throat> I, I will give Brian Flores a little bit of credit in that. Let's just pretend it's real and... Baker Mayfield in a few plays figured out all of the Vikings defensive calls and stuff. I'm, I have all the confidence right now in Brian Flores to know, ah, dang it. He, he figured out our signals. Now we got to switch it up. It'll be fine. That will be fine. But that, I mean, I don't know. I don't put a lot of credence to it, but if it worked for them, it worked and good for them. Yeah. Well, and then you got to wonder too, and you mentioned it as we were kind of talking, getting ready to start recording here, but you know, are the Vikings and Brian Flores kind of double game planning? Are they looking ahead, not just at the Bucks game at home week one, but looking at traveling to Philly week mm-hmm. two on a short week playing Sunday and then playing again Thursday night, you know, is there anything in there that maybe Brian Flores is thinking, hmm, maybe I'll just play a little more conservatively on Sunday so as not to give the game plan away for, Thursday or so as not to give the Eagles too much film to really study and break down and yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense to me I mean again you and I are not you know NFL coaches we're not not game planners but I just feel like you know strategy wise because the whole season is one big game you're it's you're strategizing sure in the moment for each game you're trying to execute every little thing but like I I would think as a coach at least that thought would cross your mind. Like, okay, we're going to throw some tape out and we're going to do it this way against the Buccaneers. And then for the Eagles, you know, we got to have something different. And like you said, they may have been some kind of dual game planning. I don't know. I don't know if that's even possible, but I would think you kind of have to, right? You only have a couple of days to fully prepare for your next game. Something I saw, and I guess I didn't really pay attention to this too much, um during the game but I I read about it after the game in previous years Harrison Smith has played like every single defensive snap and Mm -hmm. never came off the field but it sounds like he came off the field a few times maybe yeah on Sunday well that's been a big talk with Flores's defense too is that he's gonna use a lot of safeties and Mm -hmm. I mean if you're using you know intricate safety play on every play maybe you need a more of a breather too that could have been a uh, preservation thing. I mean, he's Could have been. Harrison Smith's our age, you know, he's, he's not he's some 20 year old up there. <laughs> young buck, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I and have seen the play counts in the past for, you know, how many plays people play. I didn't see that for this game on him specifically. I did see that, uh, Lewisine didn't play any defensive snaps, No. Uh, which maybe that will change up. Hopefully your first round pick from last year plays in the game <laughs> right yeah you would hope so yeah you would hope so <laughs> um let's uh let's move into some of the best parts of the game i know obviously we didn't walk away with the win which would have been great week yeah. one even if it was close but what were your top three favorite parts of the game um top three 
Um, I, that individual play that we talked about with Addison, that was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of let us know, like, yep, this kid, there's something there. He's not just, you know, a practice guy that he's all hyped up. Uh, there's something there. He looked good. Um, I really liked that JJ surprisingly got some numbers and there, we don't have that concern of like, Oh yeah, sure. They lost the game. And Justin Jefferson was only targeted once. Like, Nope, he was a, he was a solid, you know, portion of the game plan and it didn't feel like they were shoving it down his throat. Like, you know, the Calvin Johnson lions days where all they had was Calvin Johnson. Mm -hmm. So he got, you know, a thousand passes to him every game. Like it didn't feel like that, but it was nice to see that JJ was obviously effective, even though he's JJ and they're going to try to stop him. Um, and just the first half in general felt good. It, yeah. Offense, defense, everything seemed okay. Like sure. Some mistakes and those turnovers are not fun. Uh, and hopefully you can correct that. Hopefully your, your right guard doesn't swat <laughs> the ball out of your quarterback's hand every game. That guy, my goodness. Well, yeah, we go back to last season and stepping on Kirk's foot and yeah, just, all the penalties and stuff. Like, yeah, I, he's a frustrating player to watch. It never seems like we're saying, holy cow, did you see how good Ed Ingram's did, you know, did in that last game? It's always, oh, he's trying to break Kirk's ankles or, oh, did you see him just not block that guy? It, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, what about you? What were your favorite parts? I think... Uh, We've already mentioned the Jordan Addison touchdown. I think that was maybe the brightest spot in the game for our offense. Yeah. Um, and just that and JJ just having a great first half, especially. Um, you, you know, those are good signs that Kirk has mm -hmm. two quality receivers to throw to. We've known about JJ, but there were a lot of question marks around Jordan Addison coming in. You know, and of course Adam Thielen leaving, mm -hmm. and that was kind of a heartbreaking departure for Vikings fans everywhere. Yeah. Um, but more logistically, you know, you're concerned about replacing that talent and replacing yeah. those targets and replacing those catches. And so I think Jordan Addison proved that he can be that guy. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, the second thing that I really liked was just watching Alexander Madison. Like it just seemed like he was he's the right guy. I think we made a good decision there. Um, not getting greedy and trying to find some big name running back. The running back market was really, really slow. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know if you're a running back in the NFL right now, you're frustrated probably with how underpaid you feel mm -hmm. compared to the effort you put forth week oh, yeah. in and week out. But I think he didn't have an amazing game, but he didn't have a bad game. And I think he was just consistent. He got yards when we needed him, pushed the ball forward. He's a little bit more of a downhill guy, whereas Dalvin Cook is a little more of a shifty side-to-side, mm -hmm. -side, try to find a hole. And I don't know. I just I felt good about that. I felt good about our backfield and what we've got going on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my third favorite... Um, wasn't ideal, but it was after, I think it was, was it an interception that Kirk threw and then <laughs> JJ just, just trucked a guy. Oh yeah. He looked, <laughs> it was, oh, that was such a, it was clean. It was awesome. Nobody was getting hurt, but yeah, you know, that defensive back or was it a linebacker. I guess I don't remember. I don't he know felt who that it was. Hit. That was a good, 
That was a bone rattling hit. Yeah, like he'll feel good. he felt that one on Monday morning. Yeah, hopefully JJ <laughs> doesn't have to showcase that ability to tackle people very right. much. But uh, yeah, I agree. That was but whew, that was that, it was kind of fun to watch. It made Not that play two percent less demeaning. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're still really mad, but like. Ah. Good hit, JJ. <laughs> like, Look, he hit him so hard, he popped his own helmet off. Yeah, yeah. He was mad, too. And yeah. good. And you you, you want to see that. He snatched up his helmet and walked to the sideline and mm-hmm. plopped himself on the bench. Yeah, again, you don't want to see that, but, I mean, yeah. if the play had to end in a good way, it ended in a pretty good way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I don't think it's on our outline here, but we did our three favorite. It's a loss, so we can make it abbreviated. But let's talk about our three least favorite parts of the game, of the week, of everything. <clears throat> Do you want me to start? If you want to. Well, we've already mentioned Ed Ingram, and I think yeah. he was just a sore spot. And he's already come into the season with kind of that reputation. Mm-hmm. And so to see that he hasn't really fixed some of those things and... um quite literally caused a turnover which i mean when's the last time an offensive lineman is the cause of a turnover other than the center not getting the ball to the quarterback which that happened no never mind that wasn't that play that was the same play anyways any yeah i I, that was just really disheartening for Mm -hmm. me and you know you you hoped that Boy, we've got a, a pretty decent offensive line this year if everybody stays healthy. Yeah, we we Ed Ingram that, steps yeah. up his game. You know, we we could be okay mm-hmm. in a in a position group where we've really struggled as of late. So that was that was definitely disheartening. Number two for me is related to that, and that's Garrett Bradbury. Oh my gosh, he's already been ruled out for week two. Yeah, I. I don't so. want to talk over you, but that's one of my least favorite. I'll talk about what my thoughts on that when it's my turn. But I don't have a ton to say about it other than it was an issue last year, and then he seemed to have a good summer, good mm-hmm. training camp, everything was fine, and I don't even think he made it a full drive. Yeah, it was really early on. <clears throat> I mean, it was maybe four plays, five plays, which is as long as Aaron Rodgers lasted. It might have been longer than... He, he, <laughs> Bradbury, let's give him some credit. He All probably right. lasted longer than Aaron Rodgers. All right. We'll give him we'll give him that. But yeah, that was that was really unfortunate. And if he's gone for any length of time, I don't know. Kirk's gonna have a tough time finding rhythm and finding consistency at that center position with uh Schlotman. Schlotman. Yeah, who last year and even in the rest of the game, I Did thought o- has okay. he's been very serviceable. Like yeah. better than just the typical it, backup. I think last year when Bradbury was out, I think Kirk developed some chemistry mm-hmm. with him. But I think Kirk has a lot of trust in Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, yeah, and for good reason. There's, <clears throat> I mean, even healthy, you know, there's talk about how Garrett, Garrett Bradbury, he's not, you know, he's not an all pro and maybe gets thrown around a little bit. But I would say for the most part, he's a good player and a, he, he hurts the team is not as good when he's not out there. I think he's smart and I think yeah. he when he's got the ball in his hand pre-snap, I think he is surveying and he's he's commanding that line and yeah. he's telling them how to shift and yeah. the center has they make some calls and yeah. they're, and they're I, calling the blocking schemes and Yeah, I think and I think he's very intelligent that mm-hmm. way and that's shown. 
And then I think the chemistry with Kirk is second to none. He's but. the only full-time, you know, center number one that Kirk has had with the Vikings. Yeah, that's true. They they're, they joined the Vikings in the same season, which, yeah, that can only be a good thing. Did I say, was that my third or was that only my second? I don't remember. Do I don't you have another maybe. one? I don't think so. All right. Those are the two really tough things. Yeah. The turnovers, I mean. Yeah. The yeah, turnovers. Yeah, tough. I, and especially that interception, too, because not only did you turn the ball over, you're going to score on that drive. Like, they were well, well KJ within was field on goal the goal range. line yeah, they were when the interception happened. Mm-hmm. It was either a touchdown or a field goal. So that – and granted, you can't just say, like, oh, they would have scored a, scored a touchdown. Obviously, they would have won the game because they would have had more than 20 points because the game would have been played a little bit differently afterwards. But – yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> that would have been great. We may have won. <laughs> yeah, very well. Um, yeah, my my least favorite parts. Oof. So the turnovers. You just you can't you can't have those turnovers. And you can you can kind of brush them away because I mean the Ed Ingram swipe hand, that wasn't like, you know, he got blown up by a defender and that defender was way better than him all day. Like it was just a fluke play, but that's still a turnover that affected the game. The interception. I mean, you could probably look at it and see like, Oh yeah, I understand why Kirk threw it a little bit behind because there was another defender, but either way, that's still a turnover. Like those are killer three turnovers. Just boom, boom, boom like that. And I I guess I don't remember. I should have looked it up if the Buccaneers turned all of those into points or not. But either way, like, and then the huge um, lining up in the wrong spot on the field goal for who was it? Jay Ward. He. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Towards yep. the end when the Buccaneers settled for a field goal, kicked it, scored it. Well, that was one of those moments for me where I'm like, who is that guy? Like, I don't even remember us signing him. He's where did a, he come he's a from? rookie. They drafted him. He's oh, an LSU he? guy. Okay. We talked about him. He's kind of like a cornerback safety linebacker type hybrid he'll play around and i've i've never heard a bad thing about him but he's now (laughs) way off my radar yeah and i don't know hopefully he turns it around but that's a bad look and you know he's beating himself up about that because that directly altered the game too yeah yeah um so i don't know if i've defined my least favorites but the garrett bradbury injury I mean, he missed a lot of time last year for a lower back injury. And it seems like it hasn't gotten any better. Well, I mean, anybody who's had, you know, lower back sciatic type pain, I it like ruined a year and a half of my life. <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> a high level athlete, you know. I can't imagine being in the middle of blocking a defensive lineman in the NFL and then feeling that twinge in your back. That was, that's probably tear inducing pain. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know any details. Obviously we don't know. We're just some dudes in Iowa, but it wouldn't shock me if we didn't see him again this year. And I don't think it's far fetched to think like this could, if not right now, sometime in the future, shorten his career. Because it's no laughing matter. That lower back, especially for linemen, yeah, that well, is such for a, a huge thing. And for a guy who's not just a lineman where you can kind of prop yourself a little bit upright, mm-hmm. you are leaned over the ball every single play. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those pains that like you can, I don't know if he's had surgery or whatever therapy, but like you can get it to be good. 
and then sneeze wrong and then you're back <laughs> yeah you throw your back out and it's it's excruciating and you can't stand up let alone be an nfl lineman <laughs> like, well yeah and something i never even thought of until just now as we're talking about it is like i mean you're engaging a lot of those back muscles when you're snapping the ball too mm-hmm. and more of those muscles are used when you're snapping in the shotgun, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not a long snapper at that no, point. Yeah, you're really not like still, yeah. throwing the ball under you, but you are exerting force on the ball. You're not just handing off the ball to the quarterback whose hands are right on your butt. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and we take a lot of shotgun plays. I mean, yeah. we're Kirk's in the shotgun quite a bit. Very well made this upcoming week against the Eagles just to try to slow down the pass rush. Maybe in the shotgun quite a bit. Yeah. With quick throws. Yeah, with a stout defensive line like they have. Yeah, that was scary last week, just seeing the highlights of that and knowing what our offensive line has to bring. Like, oof, this this, this could be a, a rough game, Ev. Do we want to just keep the, keep the train rolling, this sad, lonely <laughs> Vikings train, and talk about week two at the Eagles Thursday night? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, we already said I think the Eagles' def- defensive line is gonna cause some problems, and they're gonna have to scheme around that. Because I know you know you can always scheme around things, but uh, yeah, hopefully they're prepared for that. And having a short week with no real true practice, that's not gonna help either. And you have to travel too, so that's everything's counting the Vikings out in this game and you're playing in philadelphia which yeah, is like the cesspool of the nfl <laughs> Ugh. let me know how you really feel i yeah no thanks i hope philly fans never have another happy moment for their team ever again <laughs> their offense is pretty stout too yeah i mean but jalen hurts i mean he had a mediocre performance last week i mean just on his numbers alone i know obviously they won so that's all that matters but I mean, what? he didn't look like the MVP level player he looked like last year. And it's one game. One of the thoughts that I had after week one is, especially with a shortened preseason now, I mean, what what effect? Like, we did not see Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, hardly any of the offensive skill positions starters mm-hmm. in preseason yep. at all. And I would venture to guess Jalen Hurts, um, and some of those guys didn't play either at all. So what effect do you think a shortened preseason with teams sometimes choosing not to play their top guys? Yeah. Does that affect week one? I think it does. I, I mean, I feel like it does, even if it's like 2%, you know, like just the it's hard because we're just dudes on our couch. So we can't say like, obviously you're not waking up at the same time and getting dressed the same way and preparing the same way for the whole week. But I just, I feel like having a practice game, you know, where you prepare similarly to the way that you do for a regular season game. I mean, some of these guys, yeah, they do wake up at the same time for a noon game and they have the same breakfast and they prepare the same way throughout the week before the game. And, they tape up their body and they like put their uniform on the same way. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like it would have to help to go through that ritual at least once in a practice setting rather than just having the first time you do it be the real deal. I just, I, 
seeing the Vikings in that first game made me a believer in at least I don't know get one in, quarter. Get him in for a quarter preseason action. Now the caveat to that is. You know, you throw them all the starters out for one quarter, and that's when Justin Jefferson breaks his leg. Like, right. then you're saying they'll never touch preseason, you know, field ever again. Like, well, I, I definitely think it's kind of a a catch twenty two, mm-hmm. a little bit. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Absolutely. You know, but I don't know. I I definitely had that thought during the Vikings game week one. Like, man, could have some could some of these Ed Ingram woes have been ironed out in a preseason game that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And now Ed's got a much better head about him mentally. You know, he's he's much more aware of what's going on. He's mm-hmm. locked in and ready to go. And he's not making some of these silly mistakes that cost us the game, quite literally. Exactly. I, I just, I <clears throat> am now forever sold on the, at least a little bit. What's interesting? What's interesting is I th- if I remember, Ed Ingram did play. Yeah. Oh, quite you a mentioned bit he was the, the only Viking starter to yeah. play, and I think he played a whole preseason game. <laughs> yeah, he did. Jeez, I'm. We are not overly, you know, enthusiastic about the play that Ed Ingram has put out throughout his Vikings career. No, uh, he could turn it around, and obviously the the uh, brass up front feel good enough to keep throwing him out there and not signing guys that you could just give a call and be like, hey, Dalton Reiser, come be on our team there. That was funny, too, <laughs> to see the live tweeting happening. <laughs> like fans were tweeting at him like, Dalton Risner, what's up, man? Ready to go. I know. I, I did look at something. It seemed like he replied to not just one dude, but like every Any, dude. Anybody that <laughs> added him on Twitter, yeah. he's like, yep, let's go. He kept saying, like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll be there. You know, Give me a call. Can we, can we get him in after halftime? <laughs> yep, just I'm, give me a call. I'm ready. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're looking for a job, obviously, you know, that's what you're going to do. And right. he seems to have a decent personality. He'd be a fun Twitter follow if the Vikings ever did sign him. But now I'm convinced, like, they could be down to one healthy offensive lineman and not sign another guy off the street. Like, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go off topic for a minute. We can come back to the Eagles game, even though I don't know that we want to talk too much about fate, but, uh, there were some rumors this week about Kirk cousins and a possible trade, right? (laughs) Are you talking about our former, Hated enemy tearing his Achilles. Number former number twelve, now number eight. Yeah, lasted four plays in his new job, and now he's out for the season. Yeah, you know what? If he was still a Packer, I would just revel in that injury. And initially, I was really excited, which is horrible (laughs) that Aaron Rodgers got injured, like a pretty significant one. Like this, you could argue could be career ending. I don't think it will be. I think he'll play again. Um, did you see? I, I don't the slow mo video of his. Did you see it? I, I've seen it many times. Are, do you, does that make you uncomfortable to like watch? Not that like if ACL it were a tear? physical bone coming out of somebody's body, I wouldn't be okay with it. But I, like, there was like some like medical like Twitter account mm-hmm. that I found. And they like zoomed in on oh, yeah. on his calf, and you can see the moment where it just yeah, it snaps. Pops. Man. Oh, 
Yeah. Crazy. But if he were still a Packer, I'd be just laughing my butt off and <laughs> jumping for joy. But, I mean, obviously the adult thing to say is that injuries are never funny and you don't root for injuries, which you don't. But he's fine. Aaron Rodgers, if he never plays another down in the NFL, his great-grandchildren's great-grandchildren will never have to work again. He will walk again. Like, this isn't a life-and-death thing. He is fine. There's definitely a big difference between his injury and, like, a DeMar Hamlin. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They all, they're not injury. even close they're to the same thing. To- night and day. Yeah, like, you could, I mean, people live their whole lives without legs. Like- but what's, <laughs> what's funny is... I saw a headline today and it was on ESPN and I thought it was a joke when I first pulled it up, but they are seriously considering changing all playing surfaces to grass. I agree with that actually. And you can agree with that and that's fine. It's not necessarily that I agree or disagree. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily care about the playing surface, but what's funny to me is one player gets hurt and it's not just one player, but it's the player. It's Mm -hmm. the guy. It's, Number eight now, which is weird to say because he used to be 12 for so long. (laughs) But it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like if any other player sustains that injury on a uh, turf field, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, hope you get better. I don't think that will happen. I doubt this will be the thing that officially does it, that they mandate. No, I don't either. I I guess I'd, I'd be a tiny bit surprised. It wouldn't shock me to my core, but I'd be a little surprised. But we've seen Aaron Rodgers' injuries alter the NFL before. True. Anthony Barr <laughs> changed the way you're allowed to tackle yep. quarterbacks. Broke his collarbone. For good or worse. You know, like, I, I can get behind the rule of you shouldn't put all of your 300 pounds forcing down onto another human. Like, I can see that. They got a little crazy when they first introduced the rule that you can't, like, you know, just jump on a quarterback. But it seems to, for the most part, have balanced out a little bit. And now I feel like, for the most part, they're calling it as intended. Tom but Brady yeah. was the benefactor of that in its early stages. Oh, yeah. We, we've seen we've <clears throat> seen small areas where one instance has altered the way they call things. And sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. Um, but, yeah, it is funny that one guy gets hurt and now they're actually taking this grass versus turf debate a little serious because he's been advocating Aaron Rodgers has been advocating for that for several years now and a lot of people have I think even it was today or yesterday the NFLPA the head of the NFLPA came out and probably what you you were talking about saying like yeah guys look just change it to grass and I think I forget who said it but they're about to have the World Cup for soccer in the U.S. in the next few years. Some of those events will be in NFL stadiums, and they're going to change the field surface for those games. They did it at U.S. Bank Stadium when they had that exhibition soccer game sometime in the last handful of years. They physically rolled out sod onto the hmm. playing surface. like, But that's for soccer and right. obviously different rules. Um, and... I mean, if it is better for players and performers to be on grass and it's reasonable to do it, I think they should at least look at it. And that's, I mean, I under I can understand the safety of the players. Yeah. What I don't understand is the, and I'd be interested to know the logistics behind it. Like you have stadiums like 
State Farm in Arizona where you've got the retractable grass that goes outside in mm. during the week and it gets water and it gets sun and then Saturday night they roll it back inside mm-hmm. and they get it ready for game day and it's all good. But like in a place like Minnesota where you're going to play, I don't know, four, three, four games in November, December in the cold and there's yeah. going to be snow. How do you do that logistically? How do you keep a grass field indoors? You're exactly right. In the cold months. But the NFL is not a poor organization. No. They probably have. I wouldn't be shocked if they've, you know, had focus groups and testing on how that problem could be solved. And certainly in these brand new stadiums that Allegiant, is it Allegiant in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. They have the same kind of thing. Same they're, thing as State Farm does. Wheels yep. out, and yep. and I've seen some. That's really fascinating to me. The whole like you can just wheel this surface out, and it only takes a couple hours to have it fully ready inside. It's kind of crazy. Um, well, you kind of have a keen interest in that because you worked in that in college too. Like you were a part of some of the. Oh yeah, at the the university, um, like the turf area. Yeah. yeah. But that was just rolling up the, you know, artificial field turf. But it is really cool, the logistics, like you said, yeah, of how that could work. Do they have, I mean, you know, NASA has designed things that we use every day because they had to figure out a problem for the space, you know, shuttle and the astronauts up in space. Like, maybe this is something the NFL can figure out a huge, I don't know, plant lighting system that they just lower onto the field. I don't know. I don't know the the right way to do it, but it would be really cool to see the perfect way. Maybe they have like a <clears throat> turf division at the NFL corporate office and they're just round the clock For researching. For all I know, they do. Like, yeah, they could. So it's such a big thing. Somebody's got to be the head of field surface yeah. something for the whole NFL. Yeah. I know each team has their own, you know, field surface and there have to be protocols that are followed and each stadium all 30 of them have Mm -hmm. to have these you know rules and guidelines and they have to meet certain criteria in order to host games every week yeah i think the it was the hall of fame game last year the year before in the last few years they just straight up canceled the game because the field surface wasn't the way it should be (laughs) i think they didn't know that there was something like I don't even remember, but yeah, I know they like canceled the game pretty last minute because the field surface wasn't ready. <laughs> and so there to, to that point, there is a quality a minimum quality of play that they won't let something happen if it doesn't meet that quality. And what's interesting to me about all of that, just we're going way off the rails. <laughs> yeah. This is a Vikings podcast, but right? uh, just as a high school coach, I, I don't coach football, but I spend a lot of time, at high schools for track and cross country. And I spend a lot of time around the football fields and the trend is, and a lot of schools are finally just in 2023 securing the funds to convert from a grass field to a turf field. And, you know, at what point do those high schools renovate those fields back from the turf to I'm sure it's happening somewhere. I'm sure some, you know, Texas football stadium school that has, you know, millions of dollars worth of donors every year. They, I'm sure it's happened. I'm they sure they have taken yeah. out the 
$200,000 turf and replaced it back with grass. Yeah. That'd be interesting to know. Um, but you're right. It was like the Vogue thing. Like, okay. Oh, your high school has turf. Remember when we were in high school, there was the one, you know, stadium for like the four high schools and it was really cool cause they had yep. turf, but it was literally like sandpaper. It, oh, oh yeah. Well, like, I warmed up on that yeah. turf for track meets all the time. Basically like 2% softer concrete. Yep. Painted green, <laughs> yep. and that was the cool thing. Like I remember, it was, it was really better cool. than we grass. To, yeah, we got to play on that surface. Like, yep, that was super cool. But, and I'm no expert. I obviously the players think that grass is better. I haven't done the research to see you know injuries on grass versus turf. But if it is, if grass really is better, figure it out. These are multi-billion dollar franchises that can figure out how to put dirt and grass in their billion dollar stadiums like well it's not just the individual franchises it's the league Mm -hmm. too that's Mm -hmm. over these franchises that has some jurisdiction yeah over that because like we've seen like u.s bank stadium for that one event they put grass in and sure they did it differently than if they had to mandate grass on every nfl game right but they could do it well, and, and this season, coming back to the Vikings a little bit, this season is a little different because we don't have a true homestand where we're playing two or three games in a row at home. It's pretty much in every other schedule all season long. It's like week one, we were at home. Week two, we're away. Week two, we're back home. Week three, we're away. Yeah, what did you say? I think, or I think it was the opposite. I think but. there was, we don't have back-to-back home games until like, December. After, yeah, it's December. It's after week 12. Like, we have the schedule right here as I move away from the mic. Let's see. Home, away, home, away, home, away, home, away, away, home, away, home, away, away, home, home. What are those two home games back to back? What weeks? Uh, week 16 and week 17. So at the end of the season. We don't have back to back home games until the end of the season. Which, so if the Vikings were to make a change, if U.S. Bank was to change from turf to grass, it I think it would create some interesting challenges, but also some interesting opportunities of like, okay, we have two weeks yeah. to reset and figure it out. And mm-hmm. if we play week one at home and it doesn't go well, well, week two we have an away game. So we'll figure it out. And we'll get it ready for week three. You yeah. Know? Well, and to that point, too, I think like there's been times in season. I think I've seen it at, you know, Soldier Field a handful of times in our fanhood. They will basically cut out like the very middle portion of the field because it gets yeah, so between ravaged. the hashes. Yeah. Between the hashes yeah. and like from like the 20 to the 20 they just get so ravaged during the season that at some point they like completely chop that off and replace it. And you can tell a difference visually, but like, again, if it is better for the players, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. By all means, by all means. Well, who knew Evan that this episode would be the field turf episode? Well, if there are any um, grass experts out there, I need a lot of help with my yard because it's in tough shape. So if you have any advice. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, 
there's one guy that I watch on YouTube all the time. He'll never hear this, but if he does <laughs> this, I'm shooting my shot to have him come on and talk about how it could logistically work. Shameless plug right here. YouTube, Ryan Knorr. I've watched that guy. That guy is amazing. He's super smart. Super smart. Seems like the super nicest guy. He's a Vikings fan. Um, All right, Ryan. Ryan, come on our show. Tell us how logistically that could work. Because I've seen your videos where you go to, you've been to Arizona and you've been at the Cardinals field. Everything I know about that field is from watching your video. So come on our show. Ryan, if you want to promote a product... (laughs) <laughs> come on our show and then you can test your product on my yard because it's a hot mess oh, yeah. right now uh, so he has his own um land like farmland that he has individual field plots of different gr- different grasses so i i i love his videos <laughs> like it's it's you're my s- guilty pleasure you're such a dad well and and it's funny because my lawn he would cry if he saw my lawn like what are you doing man like he he wouldn't want people to know that I watch his videos if they saw my lawn because it's so bad. My front yard looks okay, mm. but my backyard is terrible. <laughs> there's n- there's nothing living back there except like groundhogs and oh man, yeah, mine, squirrels. I'm kind of the same way except my front yard. Yeah, I I couldn't even say it looks okay, but my backyard. I've tried and it there's like a whole portion that's just mud right now because I tried to kill all the crabgrass and I did something wrong. Ryan, help us. Ryan, come on our show. Come on our show. <laughs> and I know you have grass products and we will talk them up for and free. I don't even care. It, yeah, it could even be your opportunity to get an in with US Bank Stadium and Oh, like, there you go. There you, you know. go. And you have your own show. We can come on and talk about the Vikings. There you go. So there it is. Uh one sided partnership. That you don't know about yet, but you will. I like how most of this episode we've avoided <laughs> talking about the Bucks game, which we lost, and we've avoided talking about the Eagles game that may not Probably, go very well. I'm, I'm calling it right now. The Vikings will lose against the Eagles, but that's not the end of the world. If they, it's not. If they start it's off not. 0-2, that sucks. That's terrible, and you can tell me no Super Bowl winner has ever <clears throat> started off 0-2 or whatever. But One of the Patriots squads had to have started 0-2. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Had to have. I don't know. But, Evan, I think we have hit that point. We have. Where we need to, you know, call time of death on the Bucks game, have hope for the Philly game, but it's a far-fetched hope, I think. We, so, just really quick, as we wrap it up, the betting odds for the Buccaneers game we were four point favorites. We ended up losing by three. Yep, that's not good. So going into Philly, we are six point underdogs. Is that what it is right now? Because I thought I saw something that it opened up. The Vikings are were a full seven point underdogs. According to ESPN, which is what I'm looking at, that's my source. We okay. are six point underdogs. Okay. And my internet doesn't work right now, so it's not loading very <laughs> fast. And I apologize for that. But uh, I mean, where where do we fall? Do we? So I did see somebody tweet: we lose the game. I think maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Well, I think uh, I think it was Dustin Baker. 
uh, tweeted, and that's what we're going to call it because X doesn't sound right. It's so he tweeted, tweeted something forever. that the Vikings have been seven point underdogs. I'm going to butcher this. It's not right. I think it's something like 10 times in their history or since they've been keeping track of you know betting odds and they have lost every single one. So we're I don't I don't think they buck the trend. I think uh we're not 7 point underdogs though. We're 6. Yeah, but on that tweet whatever he had said it was <laughs> 7 point underdogs. And I've been trying to get DraftKings to load this whole time. Evan, you need to fix your internet. I know. Um, I'll work on it. And it's not loading. Otherwise I would have to the second odds. And it's still not loading, so it's not worth keeping to. I don't have good cell phone service in my house either. Yeah, it's the it worst. Said, it said it was decent, but it's not working right. It's bad. Oh, well. Don't bet, people. It's terrible. <laughs> Although I'll probably make a bet on this game. I will not. And I won't tell you what I'm going to bet because I'm going to try to win money. So All right. Well, <laughs> I hope you win money. I also hope the Vikings win yes. despite the odds. Absolutely. And I don't know. Who knows? Maybe maybe they were just saving it all for Thursday night at Philly. They just wanted to put on a shell for the Buccaneers, and they're like, all right, whatever. Give them that one. And hopefully hopefully they come out guns a-blazing Yeah, put on a good show. I hope we're sitting here three months from now amazed that the Vikings actually lost to the Buccaneers. We're going to say something like, can you believe they let that one game go? I hope that's what we're saying. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Or we could be sitting there, you know, after getting smacked by some team down the road, like the Giants got smacked down by Dallas 40 to nothing and go, can you believe we only lost to them by three? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hopefully it's... The positive version of that and not the negative version, but... Yep. Either way, we're going to be... Well, I'm going to be watching. You have other plans. We're going to be watching. I'll be listening and or watching. (laughs) I may be driving, but I'll at least have my ear on the game. There you go. When we play the Eagles, so... We'll we'll be able to break it down. I'll be there for the play-by-play, and we'll hope for the best. Yeah. So that's the that's the game plan from now on, though, folks, is we're planning weekly episodes now that we're in the season. Yep. So we'll recap the previous game, look ahead to the next game, maybe go on some random tangents about turf and Yeah, who knows if, lawn if we care. can, by some long shot, get Ryan Noor to know we exist. Is it Noor or Knorr? I think it's Noor. No. Ryan, I'm so sorry if I'm getting that wrong because you're totally listening right now. <laughs> Maybe he is. Hopefully he is. Reach out to us, Ryan. Oh, at I'm, I'm going to tweet at him right now. All right. Well, you can tweet him this episode <laughs> once we get it posted. For sure. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we're going to break down the Eagles game. We'll look ahead to the Chargers game week three. That's a home game. Um, and yeah. What do, we, what do we have for picks, by the way, for the Eagles game first? You've got the picks in front of you. Oh, man. All right, so these are the picks from a few episodes ago when we went through the entire season. Um, The only one of all of us, if you remember, we did families and wives and everything. The only one who correctly predicted this Buccaneers game was my daughter, Natalie, who said that they would lose, and she's the only one. So hopefully she just keeps being 
right because she predicted a 12 and 5 season, which I think would be good for us. But um, obviously, both of us predicted a win for the Buccaneers, which didn't happen. Uh, I did predict a loss against the Eagles. And I did too, I believe. And Evan, you did as well. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're both wrong. That would be nice. That would be I'm really okay nice. with being wrong. Oh, yeah, especially if it means the Vikings won. That's right. Um, social media, you've been, you've been pretty active. I've been trying, there. but not, not as much as we could be. Uh, everything is at the Skull Hop, uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Instagram, Facebook. Um, we should probably be a little bit more high-reaching although that's the extent of my social media knowledge. So that's where we are. Um, reach out to us. We have an email address. Uh, we have some stickers that we are trying to give away. I still have them here. So they're they're send in us my Vikings email mug. And we'll send you a sticker. We'll get you one for our, sure. Our email is theskullhop at gmail.com. That's correct. Yep. So. Or you can find us on the other social media outlets. Yeah. And if you reach out to us, we will talk about our interaction on this podcast unless yeah. you say not to. So yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan Nor, we uh, we hope to hear from you soon. All right. Well, <laughs> until next week when we break down the Eagles game and look ahead to the Chargers game. Skull. Skull. Cool. Cool.